Welcome to the Manantial Church Podcast. We are here to reach, teach, and empower you with the Word of God. We hope this series helps you take you to the next level so you can enjoy the full life God has for you. Enjoy the message. The Word of God deserves a response. Somebody say amen. So I invite you to respond to the Word of God. Open your heart to what He has for you. I want to read to you verses 9 through 15 of Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, I'm going to read verses 9 through 15. The Word of God states, the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up to the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Verse 11. He saw heaven open. Somebody say with me, heaven open. He said, he saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet uh, being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, get up, Peter kill and eat verse 14 surely not lord peter replied i have never eaten anything impure or unclean the voice spoke to him a second time do not call anything impure that god has made clean i want you to read verse 15 with me would you read it together the voice spoke to him a second time do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Close your eyes with me. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you, Father, that we have a new opportunity today. That by the blood of Jesus, by your grace, is that we get to draw close to you. And I pray today, Holy Spirit, use my lips. I pray that every heart that's here will be turned to you. That we would walk according to your statutes. That we will walk according to your will. God, anything that's not yours right now, in Jesus' name, we cancel it. We speak your freedom over your house. And I thank you, Father, that we have victory in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Amen. We just read something in the scripture that I believe if we start understanding his will and his grace for our lives we'll go to the next level somebody say with me next level he says do not call he said that the voice from heaven tells Peter do not call what God has made clean do not call impure do not call unclean what God has made clean say with me God has given me new life see next level happens when we start living in the grace of God I grew up, you know, with two sisters uh, that were very close in age about, they're actually, they're actually uh, 11 months, well, no, 13 months apart. Anybody in here has siblings that are close to their age, like really close to their age, you know? Uh, and, and when you're growing up like this, you know, you have to share clothes, you know, you have to share shoes, you have to share everything, right? Food, everything. It's just what happens when you grow up in family like this. So my sisters are very close, very close uh, in age. I'm the oldest. And anytime they'll get on a fight, I'll be the one that had to stop the fights you know I'll be the one that had to be the peacemakers any peacemakers in the house so they'll start fighting for something for the same doll they'll be fighting for the same Barbie they'll be fighting for something and I'll be like you know what stop fighting stop fighting because you know mom is gonna get here and you know what happens when mom gets here you know what happens when mom shows up but you know sometimes they wouldn't listen and they'll get to a point they will start screaming you know come on let's be real anybody in here ever got like on a good fight with their siblings 
You know you love your siblings after you get in a fight and you can play again, right? So they're there, they're in a fight, and my mom shows up, and she gets them apart. Stop fighting! I'm tired of you fighting! And there's always one that's the bully. And, 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 you know, in sibling rivalry, there's always one that's the bully. I see who the bullies are by the smirks that I see right here. Okay, there's always one. So my mom already knew who was the one that caused the problem. And she would get her and be like, come over here. You know, it's your time for la chancla. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, listen, you're going to get right here. My mom believed in Scripture. She believed in Scripture. And she was like, you know, this is what Scripture says that I should, that I should, that I should discipline you, you know, with the chancla. Amen. She'll, she'll say, this is what Scripture says. I promise you. She'll quote Scripture for us. And she'll say, you have to put your hands right here. This is what's going to happen. But my sister, she was stubborn. You know, when my mom will get the chancla out from me, I'll be like, mom, sorry, please. I won't do it again. My sister would just get stern. She said, oh, you don't think the chancla is enough? And she go, Pepito, go bring me el cinto. Go bring me the belt. Go bring me the belt. I go, no, mom, don't bring it. Go get me the belt. My other sister will be here looking. I, I remember this as if it was yesterday. And I'm seeing them, and I'm like, give me the belt. Oh, man, she's really going to get it this time. Not the chancla, but el cinto. My sister, the youngest, Looks at my mom when she gets the belt and says, Mom, don't hit her. Hit me. Don't, don't hit her, Mom. Hit me. My mom's eyes get watery. She looks at them. See, my mom, would, she would say, hey, Listen, you repent, but you still get consequences for it. But in that moment, when my, my youngest sister got in the middle, my mom couldn't hold her compassion. She got them together, say sorry to each other. I'm going to show you grace today. I'm going to show you grace today. What you did deserves punishment, but what she did deserves grace. Say with me, next level. You and I, for our sins, deserved punishment. But Jesus got in the middle. <laughs> He said, I don't want you to live alone. I don't want you to have to reap the consequences and go and live a separate life from me. I I'm willing to pay the price for you. And if today you will believe in the sacrifice of Jesus for your life, there's next level grace. See, next level grace is not that you get what you deserve. Next level grace is what, that you get what he deserves. <laughs> Next level grace is not that you get to live in sin and do whatever you want and just live la vida loca. No, no. Next level grace is that you're empowered to live in a place in which no longer sin has a hold of your life. And what he did. And he takes your place. And today, I want to walk you through a story. And I want, you, I want you to understand this verse 15 of Acts chapter 10. Verse 15 of Acts chapter 10. The voice spoke to him a second time. Maybe you heard it once, but he's calling you again. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Do not call anything in your life or anyone in your life impure that God has made clean. See, during this time, Jesus had been resurrected. In the book of Acts, the church is starting up. But the Jews will still not get together with the Gentiles. 
there was a separation between cultures. Kind of very familiar or similar to what we're seeing today. In which there's separation between color, there's separation between churches, there's separation between politics. Come on, somebody. It was so, uh, it was so dominant during that time that the Jews will only be together with the Jews. And God is showing something greater. Say with me, unity. He's showing something greater in Jesus. He brings everything together in him. And as he's telling Peter this, uh, this uh, as he's having this vision with God, he tells him, do not call impure the things that I have cleaned. There, there, comes, uh, there comes three men that come to see Peter and say, listen, uh, our boss, Cornelius, is telling us that he had a vision of an angel that you would come and preach to us the good news. That he would tell us what God wanted us to do. Peter is not understanding what's happening. He doesn't know exactly how God wants him to do this. But he knows that it's God speaking to him. And he's telling him, I do not want you to stay where you are. Stay with me next level. I don't want you to live in that place in which you are only accustomed to you being right. Come on, somebody. And I want you to see what is right. What is love above all things. And I need you to get this in your spirit. Because grace does not give me permission to sin or do anything and anything that's out of the word of God grace gives me give me the advantage now in which my heart's desires change into his heart's desire can you get that when you understand what he did for you and he took the punishment for you when you understand grace you go to next level living Peter's trying to understand this. Uh, this is my culture. This is what I know. This is the people I'm used to being with. This is uh, the socioeconomic place where I need to be. This is the education I have. This is the standards I've seen throughout. And Jesus comes. Listen, I want you to get this. If we would put it in today's terms, Jesus was theologically conservative. But he was relationally liberal. All right. You didn't like that one. See, if we see Jesus, he knew scripture. He wouldn't c categorize himself as we do today. You're conservative or you're liberal. Uh, uh, you know, uh, are, are, did, you, did you get vaccinated or did you not get vaccinated? Are you wearing the mask or did you not wear the mask? Come on, somebody smile, please, so I can know where I'm the. You know, he didn't come to do that. He came to show love. And I need you to get this because love does not mean, <laughs> does not mean that you have to submit to what I tell you. Love is a choice. Mm. If there's no choice, there's no love. And I, I'm not, I, I need you to get this because during this time, if there was a time in history where this was, uh, where this was uh, hectic, where this was causing division was when the church started. Because Jesus comes and changes everything and now says, not only the Jews, but everybody that believes. Where your heart is, is more important. Where your faith is, is more important than your political view. And I need to show you this, church, because the enemy is trying to bring division between your family. He's trying to bring division in the church. He's trying to bring division in every area. And the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me. And he said, listen, my grace is sufficient. And you will look at my grace. And you will see what I've done. I think we, we forget what God has done for us when we become judges of other people. But when Jesus came and died for us. He's given us a new opportunity to see this. So Peter's going through this. And I'm going to go into verse 28 in Acts chapter 10 so you can see this story. He said to them, you are all well aware there it is against our law for a Jew to associate with our vi or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. Okay, somebody, come on. 
If it doesn't make, if it doesn't make you grow, then you're not going to the next level. So when I was, uh, so when I, I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask you what you sent for me? Verse 30. Cornelius answered, three days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour. Where was he at? Was he at church? Okay. I was at my house praying at three in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayers and remember your gifts to the poor. God has seen your prayers. This is a person that could not get into the church. Come on. Some of us have been long enough in the church to know what that means. You know, when you're no longer accepted in the church, or you can no longer be in the family, not only in your house, but, not, but now in the house of the Lord. You know, you cannot go in there, so he's praying at home because he can't be at church. Not because he doesn't want to be at church, but because he can't be at church. And as he's praying, the angel of the Lord comes before him and says, I've seen your prayer. And I've seen the gifts that you've given me. I want to talk to you about a gift today. I want to talk to you about a gift today. I need you to understand this. The gift of God is for you and it's for me. I need you to get this in your spirit. If you can understand the grace of God in your life, you'll start walking next level. Somebody say with me, next level. He's talking to them and he's saying, listen, Peter's saying, I should not be here. I mean, you don't look like me. You're not, you know, you're not my rasa. You're not my people. I don't know if I can hang out with you. I mean, we have different type of places. But God told me that I shouldn't call anything that he has cleaned unclean. I need you to get this in your spirit, please. Say with me, the gift. Look, the gift that God has given us, the gift that has given us surpasses anything, anything you and I deserve. You know, when, when, when you buy something, many times you say, well, it's because I deserve it, or I merit it, or I did this in, in my life. That's the reason I get this. Jesus came and died for you before you even acknowledged him. He died for you for your sins before you even repented. You know, I remember my sister being stubborn. I mean, she was getting el cinto now. Stubborn, man, not turning and saying sorry. You know who I'm talking to? Any stubborn people in the house? Come on. And he's stubborn. Going, mm, 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 I can take this. You know, pride in your heart. You know, and she's still being there. Even though she hasn't turned her heart, my sister, my younger sister says, I'll take her place. What Jesus did goes beyond any level of, of innocence that you've ever seen. Any form of intellectual uh, reasoning that you can, you can fathom in your, in, in your spirit. I want you to get this. This is greater than the love of God does not depend on what you and I have done. I, I read a story this week about a lady that used to work uh, for a queen. And when the queen passed away, they gave her an envelope. When she got the envelope, she thought she was terminated. She didn't know what it was. She just, she had seen people getting this envelope. And everybody that get that envelope was people that would get terminated from their work. So she took it home. For years, she lived in poverty. When she's about when she's about to die, they go see where she's a doctor comes over and they see this envelope that she has on her, on, her, uh, on her desk and they open it. In that envelope, the queen had left her an inheritance. She never opened the gift, so therefore she never got access to the inheritance. Many of us know that Jesus died for you. How many of you have heard Jesus died for me? How many of you have heard Jesus loves me? Now, let me ask you something. How does that change your life? Because look, for many years, 
I went to church. And I knew what the Bible said. And I knew what God wanted in my life. And I knew what I had to do. But I thought I had to deserve His grace. In fact, when I went to college... And, and my group, my youth group wasn't there anymore, and, and my church wasn't there anymore. I tried going to different churches, and I felt out of place. I was in Dallas, Texas. I was the only Hispanic in several churches. It feels weird. Come on, let's be real. felt weird. I didn't know the songs. I didn't know, you know what? So then, I, of course, you know, I went and I tried different churches. I, 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 I love my, I love, I, I'm telling you something. I love praise and worship from, from black churches. Come on in the house. I went to the potter's house, and I was like, Pastor T.D. Jakes, the man. You know, but I, I, but I could never connect. I don't want you to listen to this. So I went to another church and I, I learned that, you know, I, I learned that there's different types of Hispanic churches. I, I know this is uncomfortable for some of us, but I, I need you to get grace. It wasn't until somebody opened the door and said, what's your name that I felt at home? You're the church. Who have you welcomed into your house? Who have you welcomed into his house? And I remember walking into that place and saying, you know what, but I don't think I belong here. I, I don't think I, I grew up in church. I've seen everything that they do, but I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm doing things that are not right. Have you ever gone to church and just kind of like instead of feeling joy, you feel condemned? Come on, like you know they're staring at you. You know? Like, you're like, uh, so, but something would happen though when I would walk into the church, for some reason I couldn't stop crying. And it's... <clears throat> So I said, I'm not going back to church because just, they just make me cry. I don't want to go to church. My parents were starting um, uh, Bible studies at their house during this time. And I would go, when I would come back from college and visit, I, I didn't like Sundays because they would start doing praise and worship. And they would do old hymns and I would still cry. You know what the problem was? I knew the gift, but I had never opened it. I had been in church all my life. And, and even though I had repented from my sin, I thought that if I sinned again, he wouldn't, he wouldn't take my place anymore. Those who practice sin, come on, come on, you've heard it. So I knew the scripture, but I've forgotten about grace. And today I'm telling you, you that has walked away from God, it's time for you to come back. His grace is enough for you. But many of us have an inheritance. Your calling hasn't changed. Your gifting hasn't changed. What he wants to use you for hasn't changed. Your past does not define your future, church. Amen. Do not call unclean what God has cleaned. Do not, do not put aside, do not say, do not lay aside what he wants to use for his glory. Do not say, I'm too, I, I, it's too late for me. It's God's timing. It's perfect. And it's your day today. And if you receive that grace and open the gift, there's an inheritance for you. But pastor, I keep on sinning. But pastor, I keep on going this. Maybe it's because you're doing it on your own strength. And if today you'll receive that gift, your heart will change. When I went back to church, Somebody hugged me and said, I know God brought you to this place. See, when people would tell me what you're doing is wrong, it never changed my heart. But when I understood that what Jesus had done for me was enough, everything changed in my life. And I'm challenging you today. Say with me, next level. Next level, you need to understand his grace. He loves you so much. He died for you before you even looked at him. The story is, as I'm getting ready to close, and verse 33 says, I sent for you immediately. This Cornelius talking to, to Peter. 
and it was good for you to come. Now we're all here in the presence of God, listening to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then here's the story, and here's, here's grace. Peter began to speak. I, know, realize, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation, listen to this, from every nation, the one who fears him and does what is right. From how many nations? Come on. From every you're called into a kingdom now, into a new citizenship. That's why people do not like Jesus, even since the Old Testament. They don't like him today because we go above all those things that we see. We go above race. We go above, listen, we go above doctrinal issues, and we go into who he is. Every race should glorify Jesus. Every denomination should glorify Jesus. Every family that's here, why are you fighting with your family? you take the gift why do you fight with yourself you know why we can receive grace many times because we we're not able to forgive and let me tell you something when you receive forgiveness you'll be able to forgive I know what your dad did is not something that you say this is something I want to forgive and you won't be able to forgive your dad until you receive his forgiveness but when you receive his forgiveness mijo God will allow you to forgive him. He loves you so much that he brought you here today. Yes, to tell you, I am your dad. <laughs> I care for you. I see what nobody else sees. You're not determined by what other people have done in your life. See, when Paul was going through a hard time, he, was, he had sickness. And I need you to see this. Paul will pray for people and people will be healed. But he was sick. Powell will be walking and miracles will happen, but he was going through a struggle. Come on, anybody in the house ever been to that place? You're like, you're praying for people, God's doing things in their life, and you're like, what about me, God? So Paul goes and prays three times. What does that mean? That he's praying constantly. He doesn't just pray once. He keeps praying, he keeps praying, and then God answers. And his answer is, listen, Paul, I'm not going to heal you. How many of you guys like that answer? I'm not going to heal you, Paul. And Paul's like, but I pray and people get healed. Yes, Paul, but I have something greater for you. I need to work humility in you. And he tells them, my grace is enough. Somebody say with me, grace is enough. My grace is enough. What do you mean, my grace is enough? I don't have to change your situation is what God's telling you today. If you would know how much I love you and if you would understand my grace, you would not be expecting a miracle. You will know that I'm the miracle. My grace is enough. Is Jesus enough for you? Or does he have to give you what you want so you can believe in him? My grace is enough. I'll be with you. I will not leave you. My grace is enough. His grace is greater than your sickness. His grace is greater than the temptation in your life. His grace is enough. In verse 39 of Acts chapter 10. We are witness of everything that he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. Peter speaking to him. They killed him. They killed Jesus by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. <laughs> he was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. By us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify. Somebody say testify. Testify that he is the one who God appointed as judge of the living and of the dead. Who is the judge of the living and of the dead according to scripture right here? 
I don't hear you. Who? Jesus. So why are you judging? Why are you judging yourself? Why are you judging others? Other prophets, everything you see in Scripture, testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, <laughs> while he was still talking, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. You want the Holy Spirit? <laughs> you want to be empowered to live in grace? Understand the message. Believe in what Jesus did for you. Some of us say we believe in God and we know what Jesus did. But we're still expecting the discipline of God in our life. <laughs> Grace goes beyond what you and I deserve. Jesus gets in the middle and he tells the Father, I'll take their place. Do not call unclean what God has already cleaned. Do not call your past your future anymore. Do not call your failure your destiny anymore. Do not, listen, do not call your family the strongholds that you saw before. Do not call your sickness your end. God's looking for people today that are ready to go. Say with me, next level. And take that grace. Church, His grace is enough. Amen. Stand with me today, please. Would you close your eyes with me? How can we give forgiveness if we've never been forgiven? How can you be set free of those things in your life if you never received, truly received the gift, if you never taken the inheritance out of the envelope? I think in our life, there's many things that we've limited, in which we limited the grace of God because we still want to live by works. <laughs> we still want to do to say we deserve. And Jesus paid a price so high that if today you would believe in him, rivers of grace are in this house today. With your eyes closed, would you just take a moment and say, God, I'm here. Amazing grace, how sweet the
connected subscribe to this podcast and follow us on social media and remember that here at manantial we are family